Homestyle Green, episode 79. This week I've got an update on one of my favourite topics, concrete slab edge insulation. G'day and welcome back to another episode of Homestyle Green. I'm Matthew Cutler-Welsh, the host of the show, and this is the podcast all about inspiring people to make a better place to live. Now, it's just me this week. I've got uh, a couple of interviews coming up, but there's a couple of things I just wanted to uh, talk about. And one of those was concrete slab edge insulation, which I've covered in the podcast before and uh, in quite a few episodes, actually, in different in different ways. But I was very privileged last week to be speaking at an event in Wellington to some building professionals about some recent developments in this area um, from brands, and I thought I would share some of those with you this week. Before I do, though, I want to... I've got a little bit of a where are they now segment. Now, back in uh, episode 37 of Homestyle Green... And you go back and check out that in iTunes. Um, I interviewed Christine uh, Gomes from Aradon. Uh, Christina Gomes, yeah, and and also Stephen uh, Stephen Pickney as well. Um, they at the time were uh, having some success. They'd they'd, um, they'd got a, a house built with the Aradon system, which is a polystyrene X. Exulation, I think they call it. So it's it's basically a an insulation panel which goes on the outside of timber frame, and it, it, the advantage is that it wraps right around the building, so you you really cut down on thermal bridging, uh, and it also closes the framing in so that you can start doing internal work into the house and save a bit of time. Anyway, they've been working hard behind the scenes, and it's very hard, I think, in particularly in this industry and in New Zealand to kind of change the way that we do things. And and that's what Aradon are doing. They're challenging the status quo. And that is a bit of an uphill battle. But they have persevered and they've recently got some new investment on board, which I think is great for two reasons. Obviously, it gets them um, to be able to do some more marketing. I've just received some stuff today, which is fantastic, actually, some new marketing material from them. But more importantly than that, I think it shows that other people believe in what Christina and Stephen are doing, and I think that is invaluable. And in it is an uphill battle for a new new product like that that I think does have real merit. Um, but it still takes a little bit of getting used to in the industry and a few projects underway for people to sort of touch it and feel it and to start trusting it. So. Good on them. Um, check it out. Go and have a look at uh, aradon.co.nz or you can go back and have a listen to Homestyle Green episode 37. And, uh, oh, gee, I'm chuffed that I got in when I did because uh, hopefully these guys are going to go far and uh, they might be you know, sort of out of reach fairly soon. So good on them. Another update on... Um, Leslie England, who had on the show just uh, last episode, actually, I was very excited that Leslie, um, in a matter of hours after the release of that episode, already had some uh, interest from clients who had, uh, well, a prospective client 
listened to the show, said, that sounds interesting, I want a piece of that action, and contacted Leslie about getting, uh, or finding out about doing um, some design. Which made me think, um, that's fantastic news um, for Leslie. It's also quite good news for me too. So I really want to help where I can to connect people who want to build better homes with people who can design better homes. So if you are in either of those categories, then do get in touch. You can contact me, Matthew, at homestylegreen.com. I'd be more than happy to recommend a designer in your location. And if you're a designer, if you're someone like Leslie or John Eilif or Bob Burnett or any of the other great designers that I've had on the show in the past, then give us a call. I'd love to hear from you. We'll get you on the show as well. It's a great way to get you some more, not just more business, but good quality business, you know, the right kind of clients, the kind of clients that are really interested in doing the type of good design that you do. Um, a couple other things that I want to mention before I get into um, the main content. Um, I'm going to send out a survey shortly. I'm really interested to find out a bit about you, who you are out there. I've had some really good comments recently on the show, and I really appreciate that. Thank you for people who have emailed in or put uh, ratings on the iTunes store. That's uh, that's really fantastic. I'd love a bit more action on Facebook, actually. Um, yeah, uh, I don't, I'm not that great on Facebook, um, at least my own page anyway. I um, post to a few other pages. But, um, yeah, I'd love to get some conversation going on. So head on over to facebook.com slash homestylegreen. Um, like the page. And, uh, yeah, feel free to check up some comments up there, get some activity. But I'm, I'm going to send out a sh- another survey shortly. I did this last year just to um, – and it got some really good ideas about what people would like on the show. But I'm also interested in that split between home building professionals – and uh, prospective homeowners. So which one are you? Are you a designer or a builder? Or are you someone who's looking at finding a designer or, or looking at building your own home? That'll be the main part. And then um, helping to shape some of the content of the show uh, from now going forwards. All right. Concrete slab engine. I don't know why this topic is kind of captured my attention so much i think there are well there are there are three main reasons why that is um when i when i sit down to think about it which i have just done because i've just done a little bit of a a write-up for this some things i've thought about recently one is how common it still is to have totally uninsulated slabs uh in for houses in this country which just it just baffles me i I've done a few trips to Christchurch recently, and it is cold down there. Where by the time I get there from flying down from Auckland, it might have warmed up a little bit to at least positive or six degrees or something like that. But that's cold, and m- many people may not realise, but it, it's code compliant. You you can actually build a code compliant house without having any insulation underneath the concrete slab, and that is just bizarre. Um, now the second part of that is that. Other people from overseas know it's bizarre. They come and laugh at us. They will laugh at us. They get frustrated when they look around for a house that's decent in this country and quite often end up building their own house to specifications that they're used to in Europe or the US or 
uh, or the UK. So that's the second part is that people from overseas know how to do this stuff. So I'm not sure why it's taking us so long to, to catch on to the fact that we do live in a, in a cold climate for a good chunk of the year. Um, the third part that I've realized in my work and research in this area is that the common trend to have waffle pod type systems, and there are, are two main brands of those available here, um, but essentially they're big chunks of polystyrene, about 200 mils thick, a um, couple of metres long and a metre or so wide, big big um, waffles or pods of, of polystyrene, and then the, the concrete poured over the top of them. Now, the, the common assumption is that those provide a good level of insulation, and looking at them, you'd think, well, gee, that's, that is a good chunk of insulation there, the thickness of those polystyrene uh, pods. The thing is, though, that there's a lot of thermal bridging because the concrete that gets poured goes right in between the cracks down the middle, about a 100, 100 mil gap in between each one, right straight down to the ground. And typically there isn't anything on the edge, in this, not, at least not in the standard design of a, a waffle pod system. So the actual improvement in R-value of a system like that is only about 0.2 above a uninsulated slab, which is a tiny amount given the amount of polystyrene that goes into them. And one of the key reasons for that is because most of the heat that gets lost out of a concrete slab actually goes through the edge. In fact, it's up to about 80% of the heat lost through the floor goes through the edge and uh, as opposed to down underneath the house, which is staggering really when you look at, when you consider the surface area under a, underneath a, a whole home, uh, it could be a, a, up to 200 square metres or more for a, for a large house, all that area directly underneath the slab only accounts for about 20% of the heat loss through the floor and all the rest, about 80%, is through that small um, area all the way around the edge of the house between the bottom of the cladding of the wall and the ground. And the reason for that is because uh, there's a, a, quite a short pathway there from the inside of the the house, so inside the thermal envelope, directly to the outside. And it's also because that's where the coldest temperature is because the air is is going to be its coldest right up at ground level close to the house there. Underneath the house is not going to get quite that cold because there's a house sitting on top of it. So... Um, that's the bit that is most important. Now, uh, in some ways, it's kind of the, the uh, good news because it's in some ways the easiest part to actually insulate. There are two ways of, of doing that, really, two main um, types of uh, ways to protect that slab. The first is to put a thermal break in there, and I've put some images in the, the notes for this podcast, you can go to homestylegreen.com slash 79 for episode 79. And uh, I've grabbed some images from the brand's insulation guide, a home insulation guide. Uh, they've just released the fifth edition of that guide. 
If you're a designer, you definitely should get your hands on a copy. I've put a link to the brand's store, and I highly recommend it because it's great. It's a great resource. And they've done the numbers. They've done the hard research, and the data is all there on the insulation values for a whole range of different area uh, perimeter ratios and different construction uh, types. So the main one is to put a thermal break in there, which they used to recommend a piece of 45 millimeter thick timber between the slab and the perimeter uh, foundation wall. Now, that had two problems as, as far as I was concerned. One is that if you talk to builders, it's pretty labor intensive and not a great solution. Um, to, it's quite fiddly, so it adds uh, time and, and therefore money. The other bigger concern from Brands's point of view, though, is the seismic integrity of that because there's a bit of a distance between or that the uh, um, reinforcing has to travel through that 45 millimeter thickness of timber and that could move sideways and shear off or just not be a very good physical connection between the perimeter wall and the slab. So the update in this fifth edition of the House Insulation Guide has recommended to change that timber to just a 10 millimeter thick piece of extruded polystyrene, so that's XPS. Um, now that's probably going to be a little bit easier to do because XPS is probably slightly easier to either cut notches out of or thread um, reinforcing steel through and you don't end up with quite as, as big a gap between the slab and the, the perimeter wall. Probably the main challenge straight off the bat is is who's supplying 10 millimeter XPS. Uh, I don't know of anyone that has that readily available but I'm sure someone will come along and fill that market uh, gap. If you know of someone who's who's um, got that product, then let, let me know, uh, either on the show notes or on, on Facebook. It'd be great to, to find out who has that available. I think, though, a better solution is to put insulation on the outside of the slab, and I covered this in a video on YouTube, which I've also put a link to, and... Um, this can be done a couple of ways. Either the most common way here at the moment is to stick it on uh, sort of retrospectively after the slab's been poured and the uh, the boxing's been taken away uh, from the, the foundation wall to actually stick, in some cases literally just glue a piece of polystyrene on the outside and then protect that polystyrene with a piece of rigid board. And that's... That is a viable option, believe it or not. Uh, there's a few products available that would do that. Most common one is Cool Foam. Um, that was used on Joe and Shay's house, and I interviewed Joe and Shay for their, their the Zero Energy house. That was episode 62 of Homestyle Green. Uh, another similar solution is the one that Chris Mackay did in Christchurch. It's a really popular episode, um, his house, which... Uh, he has no power bills down there in Christchurch. He's one of those houses that is insulated from the ground very well, and uh, his power bill goes to prove the benefits of doing that. That's homestylegreen.com slash 49, episode 49. And he used a similar product, but it's from Long Plastics, and I'll put a link to that as well. That actually had a protective coating on the outside, so you could just stick it on, and it was 
Um, you didn't have to then add another layer on the outside of that to protect the polystyrene. Um, the, there's another product called, uh, well, there's a few different forms of aerated concrete. And I know that Stowe does a product that is a panel. And I know that some of the group home builders are looking at using that because that doesn't need protecting. It's quite a, a sturdy product in itself, and that's a, another good solution. Um, so they're, they're the options for sticking something on. There are There's two other options, though, uh, in, in terms of products, that where you can actually form the perimeter wall inside a product. And those are MaxRaft, and I chatted to the guys at MaxRaft on episode 20 actually so it's great I must have there's a bit of a theme here that I've already addressed a lot of these issues and, and talked to these people uh, and then of course Nudora which uh, I uh, had a whole episode with Nudora in episode 67 so you can check that one out homestylegreen.com slash 67 um, and I guess this would be a good place to pause and thank Nudora as I like to do, because they are indeed sponsors of this show and they help bring this show to you all for free. Couldn't do it without them. Couldn't continue to do it without them. And um, they have a bunch of resources. I've actually put a, a detailed drawing of their solution on the show notes for this episode. You can check that out. They have a really nice solution with the tapered edge, which allows you to pour a foundation wall into the Nodora insulated concrete form system as your perimeter. So you don't need the, the formwork. You can just use the polystyrene blocks. And the external piece has a tapered edge coming up to the top edge. And that's important because it means that you can still just have a 90 millimeter standard thickness wall frame um, and have enough concrete cover at the top edge to get your fastenings through down to the concrete. Now, I'm sort of geeking out a little bit here on technical details, um, but I know that some people will be, will be interested in that because that's one of the big challenges of putting something on the outside of the, the concrete slab is that some solutions are only achievable with having a 140 mil uh, wall. Now, that's actually a good option because it means that you can put more insulation in the wall. So I wouldn't back away from doing that. But if you are uh, wanting to stay with 90 mil frames, then definitely check out this uh, Nodora system. Head on over to energyefficientbuilding.co.nz. You can also find Nodora on Facebook and Twitter. They've got the same tag there, uh, Nodora NZ. And, of course, you can call them 0800 683 872. Um, so that's pretty much it, uh, wrapping up those solutions again. Uh, well, I'll list them all out on the website rather than uh, um, read them all out again here. But head, So head on over to homestylegreen.com slash 79, and I'll put some links to all those options and also where you can grab yourself a copy of that house insulation guide. It's about 80 bucks, I think, from um, brands, but it's well worth it if you're a designer or if you're uh, an architect or, or even a builder as well. I think it's uh, really handy to have a copy of that with you. 
Um, well, that's that's probably enough um, for that today. I look, this is really interesting stuff for me. I, I still come back to this point about it, it's just so important. I think to keep ourselves insulated from the ground, and, and it baffles me as to as to why we we don't do it simply because we don't have to in a lot of cases uh, as far as the code is concerned. But for people who have listened to a few episodes of the show, you you know what I think of the code. And uh, I liken this back. I, I started my presentation last week in Wellington talking about camping and the fact that I used to do a bit of adventure racing. Well, my wife used to do a bit of adventure racing and we used to do a lot of outdoor activities. And one of the things that you'd always take with you when you're camping was a a, a, um, a thermal mat or a, a mattress to sleep on. It doesn't have to be a very thick one. It could just be a, a thin piece of, of closed cell foam. But it was critically important for keeping your warm body away from the cold ground. And if you've ever slept or tried to sleep on just straight on the ground, you, you'll know that the cold ground can suck heat away from your body and make you very, very cold. And it's it's often that coldness that makes you uh, are really uncomfortable, and it's totally unhealthy. So why then do we allow our houses to be built with no insulation on the ground? It's just it's just quite bizarre. So anyway, that's my thoughts on that. I'd love to know your thoughts though, and of those solutions that are being proposed, are any of them practical? Uh, what which ones would you? consider doing and which ones would you consider not doing and, and what are your concerns about any of them love to hear your thoughts on that now uh coming up i've got a great interview with a lovely lady called verena from nelson all about um earth building and uh stay tuned for that because she certainly changed some of my perspectives uh and my um, what should I say, probably um, missed, misconceived ideas about earth building. So looking forward to bringing you that interview probably next week. That's enough for me. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. If you have enjoyed the show, I'd love to hear your comments um, on the show notes. You can head on over to homestylegreen.com slash 79. And as I mentioned, love to get some comments and likes and a bit of activity on Facebook as well. So feel free to head on over there, facebook.com slash homestylegreen. Leave a question, leave a comment, like the page and uh, link to it. Be great to see you over there. Thanks very much and go make a better place to live.